Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals, welcome into another episode of the Next in Line podcast. Super excited to have you here. Also super excited for the guest that we have today. It's my good friend, Mr. Lane Divin. Uh, we have a great conversation coming up with a lot of impactful information, uh, talking about his personal development journey and how he has gotten uh, to the point that he has in his life just with his overall mentality, his physique, uh, all the good things he's got going for him, even professionally as well. Uh, but guys, before we get into that, I want to make sure we take care of the housekeeping. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode, I would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who might be able to receive that same kind of value. That's going to be the number one way for us to grow and reach more people and, in effect, help more people. Uh, Additionally, you can help us out by leaving a rating or review, a like or a comment on whatever platform you find yourself listening on. That's going to help us pop up a little bit earlier in the search bar when people look for self-help or personal development. Um, And... Again, help us reach more people and help more people. Guys, also keep up with all the shenanigans and crazy stuff we got going on uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's at Next in Line Development on all of those social media platforms. Uh, but guys, with that housekeeping out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into the conversation today. I know it's a good one. I know you're going to enjoy this, so make sure you stick around. There's some great wisdom at the end as well. Guys, without further ado, here's Lane Divin. All right, guys, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Next in Line podcast. Today, I am here in Richmond, Texas with Lane Divin. Lane, thanks for being on the podcast today, coming on and sharing a little bit about yourself and about your story and kind of the the things that you're learning as you go through your own development process as well. So welcome to the show. Man, I'm I'm happy to be here and uh, happy to have you all here with us too, man. Man. That, that means a lot. It means a lot that you're open, that y'all open y'all's house to us. Uh, I mean, y'all also did the same thing for Brad's been 50 uh, at the 100K that we ran. Um, and y'all ran the 10K as well with us. Um, then acted as a kind of a crew and pacers in a way and helped us through that as well. Um, and then I know y'all have plans to help us out with the uh, Habanero 100 coming up in Cat Spring. Absolutely. Man, I'm really looking forward to that one. It's going to be a good time out there. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be a, a big test. It's going to be hot. It's going to be nasty. But I I think it's going to be something that's going to be really cool to try to take on and, and see if see if I got what it takes to do it. You know Absolutely. What I mean? No, dude. I mean, shoot, man. I mean, it's a good challenge. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see where, where it takes you and and, uh, and how you come out the other side of that. So, Man, I, you and I both. I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes and how everything shakes out. Um, but as you all can see, I kind of just pop into people's houses down here hang up the flag, stick a microphone in front of their face, and uh, bring them <laughs> onto the podcast to, to let y'all connect with good people that have good stories uh, and who have actively made progress towards making themselves better. Um, and, man, I really just want to start out by talking about where we first met, how our relationship formed. Uh, do you want to take the the head on that one? <laughs> the good old days at Brazos Bend Ranch. Good old BBR cattle, man. Shoot. That was uh, that was what back in 2017, I think, right? I think so, because I think I started out there in what 2015, and I was a foreman by the time. Uh, by the time I joined, out. yeah, yeah, no, that was back in 2017, man. Oh, we've come a long way since then. We've come a real long <laughs> way, man. Since uh, working all them cows, sitting in a tractor, uh, running all over that place down there. Uh, we actually, Lane moved in with me. He was in the internship program that we had out there on the ranch. Um, yes, sir. 
Like That's I said, right. I was a foreman. We had a, a guy named Scotty that was managing the place at the time. Um, it was a really cool dynamic we had out there. We got a lot of young guys that understood the process and just really wanted to dive into the agriculture side of things. A huge part of our lives still is. Um, Absolutely. And we'll talk about that a little bit more more as well in depth. But I think uh, I think at the time, kind of general responsibilities of what we had going on out there was it was a 3,000 acre ranch ish. I think like 3,500, wasn't it? 3,500, somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, somewhere right on around the, there. On the river in Rosebud, um, about an hour north from College Station. Like I said, Lane moved in with me. He was my roommate up there. Um, and that's actually where you met your fiance, which is kind of funny how that worked out. Kendall, your fiance, grew up with my wife, Lane, in yep. the vine. Man, I mean, so it's just one of those things, just kind of like the, just. You know, kind of, kind of the luck of it, man. I mean, because I don't think she was even supposed to come up that weekend, and uh, and it's Lane's birthday, I guess, right? Yeah, it's Lane's yeah. Lane's birthday, and then she Kendall happened to get off, and it's kind of, kind of luck of the draw. So, very blessed for that one. It, it, it's kind of wild how <laughs> so, it works out, man. Absolutely, but, man. And I mean, it's always, it's always gonna work out how it's supposed to. Exactly, so. things that are meant to be are gonna work out the way they're supposed to. Uh, that's a, that's a huge theme throughout my life, and something that. Y'all have seen as well, for sure. So that's, it's really cool to, to have that dynamic. And then also the fact that me and you grew close through that job. And then yes, sir. Uh, Kendall and Lane both being very close together, uh, growing up together and all that. So it was a really cool dynamic for us to all end up in the same place together. Now, man, recently engaged. What What's that like? What's it like going through the process? Does anything feel different? Man, I guess, uh, I guess we're coming up on a year of engagement. And... Uh, it's been exciting. It's been exciting. So I know that we got a bunch of wedding planning going on and a lot of stuff to figure out. Um, but you know, I mean, <clears throat> just like anything else, just continuing to try and, and, uh, strive to develop, you know, our relationship and try and just be the best we can for each other. So. No, I, absolutely. That's, I think that's something that people, people stop doing at some points as they stop really trying to, to develop it. And, take the relationship to a new place and learn and grow together as you get used to each other. And as you move through that process, it just seems kind of, kind of slow, I guess, in some ways, um, as you move on, you get used to it, you get comfortable, complacent, and you, you tend to step away from that place of growth. So it's important to make sure you continue to try to foster that relationship and move forward. And absolutely, man. And I mean, especially those times where it gets hard and, and kind of, kind of, boring as some people may put it like that's that's the time that you need to step in and put even more effort just like you do in anything else you know it's uh it's pretty pretty critical that you do that so no absolutely uh man one thing shifting gears a little bit on you from that uh we talked about being out on the ranch and and working together out there and living and developing and agriculture has been a huge part of your life and it's been a part of my life as well um both of us are uh, basically agricultural science or agricultural teaching, mm-hmm. uh, ag-, ag education degrees of yes, some sir. sort. Uh, both of us certified to be ag teachers. So I kind of wanted to dive into that as well uh, a little bit and just touch base before we got into the full personal development thing, but really make some of those connections there. What are some things that in a job like that out on the ranch, whenever you're day in and day out, just kind of putting in a ton of hours you're working really hard you're out in the heat uh, it's very strenuous on the body you had to learn a ton of different things you weren't familiar with anything from spraying out there to irrigation to to working cattle in ways that you hadn't done before that may be a little bit unconventional what are some takeaways you had from 
the ranch out there with your experience with Brazos being the internship and then just in general kind of being around those guys, uh, the cowboy lifestyle, if you will. Yes, sir. Man, you know, I mean, just from a very general uh, standpoint of it, I guess, you know, a job like that teaches you to be, uh, yeah, continue to be um, pretty disciplined in like your day-to-day life, right? Because, you know, typically, at least out there, you know, there's stretches of time where you're out there by yourself and you got to be disciplined in, in the work that you're doing and, and the quality of work that you're trying to put in because you're out there by yourself, man. It all comes back on you, so you got to go through and put forth that effort. Um, you know, some of the bigger takeaways I guess I had, you know, for me, I was around horses a lot more than I was cattle, so it was kind of cool getting to see uh, that cow-calf operation aspect of it and getting to uh, go through and, and work cattle with y'all and going through and sorting and branding and everything else so you know i really enjoyed that aspect of it um i wasn't a big fan of spraying (laughs) (laughs) um you know i i enjoyed the hay work uh for sure you know going through and cutting and and uh, raking and everything but um spraying i just wasn't a big fan of messing with that that sprayer (laughs) no i absolutely (laughs) i don't mean you know exactly what, what i'm talking about going through you got a big hill coming up, and you just turn a little too short, and then that that arm just digs right into the hill. And the next thing you know, you got three sprayers to fix. Yeah, three sprayers <laughs> to fix, and then you get to the end, and you realize you're right next to your other tire marks, and you didn't go in a straight line, and now you resprayed certain areas and trying to figure out your coverages. It's just yeah, spraying's yeah. a whole mess. It'll teach you more lessons, uh, and lessons in self control and managing your emotions, probably more than anything. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sir. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, out. man. Yeah, if you throw <laughs> throw a wrench eighty yards in the field, then you got to go eighty <laughs> yards to pick it up. So, yep. <laughs> kind of one of them things. No, teach you some bad habits too. Tell you what, man, going through and uh, I mean, shoot, both of us back then was a can a day of Copenhagen for me and uh, all the tobacco that you did too. So. Yeah, a bunch of chewing Levi Garrett. Um, then on the backside of that, probably, you know, it's an interesting topic to dive into too, is through this whole development process for me, I've backed off of my drinking exponentially. Back then whenever we were on the ranch with the stress, uh, with the day-to-day hard work, just the aches and pain and little things here and there, I'd gotten to where I was drinking probably two or three beers a night pretty easily. Pretty easily for both yeah. of us, man. I mean, shoot. It's just kind of one of those like stereotypical things where it's like, you know, you bust your ass all day, come home and you just crack open a cold one and just drink them until bedtime. You know what I mean? So, unfortunately. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And looking looking back, I mean, at the time it didn't seem like this because it was a culture that was surrounded by that in so many ways, but you didn't you don't have to do that right no, it, no, it, it's more detrimental to to my process looking back and it took me to some places that i didn't didn't want to go to a mindset i didn't want to have and then it carried over not just from the alcohol and the drinking but all uh, and all that but it also went into the food and the nutrition like i was eating fast food i was eating Dude, crap eating all the time dairy queen and uh shoot tater tot casserole, tater tot casserole boy. man that's <laughs> we go through three whew. pans of that in a freaking week dude yeah you ain't kidding man <laughs> leftovers all week long oh man those are some crazy times but yeah you don't you don't yes, realize sir. what you're doing to yourself back then until one day like like i talked about early uh Hell, we had a great conversation yesterday while we were walking. Uh, it would have been really cool to turn on the microphones and have recorded that while yes, we were sir. walking around. Uh, <laughs> anything from health and fitness to Christianity to 
professional stuff, just across the across the board. But you know, you you don't realize it until that kind of like I I talked about in a previous episode, one of my early episodes called self hate. Um, you you don't realize what you're doing to yourself until you realize how far away you are from the person that you you think you are the the standard that you always hold yourself to and yes, then one, one day you look in the mirror maybe or you look back at, at what you're doing and, and who you are and it's just it's not what you think right no no i mean shoot kind of like you we were talking about yesterday man how it's just we can both mostly you know reflect to a certain time or at least a certain moment where you just kind of reflect and you're like what what am i doing here man like <laughs> You think that you're at the standard, you know, you think you're, you know, in some cases you think that you might be a little bit better than, than other people. And then whenever you have that moment of self-realization and reflection, you, I don't know, your eyes just kind of open up. You're like, oh, shit, like, shit, I mean, I'm nobody, you know. No, so. I, absolutely. And you you realize that you're, in some ways, you're further away from the goals that you'd set for yourself. And you thought you were going to work towards as you got older. Mm-hmm. And man, that's a that's a good point to dive into a couple of questions that I did have. And I know that, especially in the past couple of years, kind of like myself, you've really taken a heavy interest and had a lot of drive towards personal development in the areas of your mentality, your physical health, your spiritual health, all those things that we like to talk about here on Next in Line being the physical, the spiritual, and the mental development. What are some things just let's let's talk about let's break each one of them down the physical side of things in these past couple of years whenever you've really taken on that full head of steam towards development what have you done physically um, what has been your progress what what's a what's a daily plan or or just a situation around that what what's the mindset for your physical transformation that you're trying to embody man I mean kind of like you're talking about you know. Back whenever I was, you know, at the ranch and, you know, even after that when I was ag teaching, it's very easy to get into that complacent lifestyle, right? Um, you know, for me, I was consistently, like I imagine, you know, quite a few others are, you're always that, you know what, this upcoming Monday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the gym, get after it. That's when I'm going to change and overall like that that monday never comes right that or you'll get into it you're good monday you're good tuesday and by wednesday you're like mm, i'm good and you yeah. just kind of fall off that train and, and it's just kind of a repetitive cycle man um but you know kind of like you talked about you know i was going home and i, I did drink pretty heavily you know i was going home and drinking uh good old pendleton whiskey quite a bit <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh and, you know, I mean, looking back, you know, whenever you're in those situations, it's hard to, it's hard to see yourself in those, in that exact spot until you have that moment of like self-realization, right? And for me, <clears throat> one day I was just like, what am I doing, man? Like, really, what am I doing? And, and how did I really let myself get here? You know, I was going through back in high school um just a few years ago now and now that we're getting up there <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't seem like that but yeah we really um, are yeah so i mean you know back in high school I was very athletic i was a coach's kid and uh you know i was very competitive in everything that i did i was a cross-country runner uh i lifted a lot 
and uh, basketball and you know going to all those small towns you pretty much play every sport that you that you that you can um just because you know they're needing people right absolutely yeah same same thing here um but you know after that uh going throughout my college years you know i went through and and working became my main priority um you know i had to work through school and uh and if i wasn't working um then i was probably at home hanging out drinking um with some friends or or whoever else um and you know before you before i knew it i was i was sitting at uh i think 227 was the highest ever hit um you know that's uh that's pretty overweight for for myself and um you know recently i went through and completed 75 hard just like yourself and that's that's just a life-changing experience um in and of itself man um, I went from 225 down to 191 at the end of phase one of Live Hard. Um, that's, that's awesome, man. 30 pounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't quite reached my goal of where I want to be weight-wise. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the number. But there's like a certain physique, and, and I think it's pretty important to, to um, reflect on how your body feels too. So – you know, a lot of people they'll drop a lot of weight and then they're not feeling stronger. If you're lifting too much, then you're feeling sluggish because you got that extra weight. You know what I mean? No, I, I do. And I actually, whenever I came off of losing the uh, original like 65, 70 pounds that I lost, it's funny you said that because whenever I got down to it, I was very, very happy initially with the weight loss and the cut down of size. But then I noticed very quickly, like you said, I wasn't happy with being just a scrawny, skinny guy because I feel like I had solved one problem and then moved to a new problem with, <laughs> with not being happy with being just this little skinny guy. I, I looked like someone who had lost a bunch of weight. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't look like someone who was training and fit and being and trying to be an athlete. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, I know exactly where you're coming from with that, man. And, no, uh, absolutely. But you've you've gained a ton of muscle. You've like you said, you've lost a lot of weight, um, obviously in the form of body fat. Uh, we've had some awesome experiences. We've been able to hit a couple workouts together here mm-hmm. and there. Yes, um, sir. Spend some time in the gym and even some runs and stuff. So it's it's cool to see the progress that you've made through 75 hard. Um, and obviously the physical side, we touched on that pretty significantly with the diet, um, with the diet side, what did you do for your diet during 75 hard? What was the way that you cut down 30 pounds? Because that's kind of a sustainable weight loss in some ways, as compared to over the course of three months, I lost 70 pounds. That was pretty, I, I counted calories and I cut, my goal was to cut and lose weight. You did it in a much healthier way. So walk me through that. Yeah, man. I mean, my my diet like my food the food that i ate itself was pretty restrictive that i allowed myself to eat um but i allowed myself to eat to satiation right so like i wasn't counting calories i wasn't counting protein um i mean i wasn't counting macros um but i was allowed to eat as much as i wanted to due to what i was eating right so um through 75 hard you know for me i could eat as much meat as i wanted um, whether that's red meat, chicken, um, I, I eat a crap ton of tuna just because cheap protein, man. Man, tuna, <laughs> tuna. If you ever look at it, y'all listening out there, if you ever look at the macros on tuna, 
it is just straight protein. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's a absolute lifesaver is what it really comes down to. No, I love it. Um, like tuna steaks, they're, they're reasonably cheap at HEB uh, or whatever grocery store you listen or you go to. Um, but, yeah, tuna. Shoot, I mean, dude, even for me, tuna packets, man. I don't think my coworkers probably liked it too much, but, I mean. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, man. So I was going through, I could eat as much meat as I wanted. Um, I could have leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't have anything grown in the ground though. So no, essentially no starches really. Um, okay. So like potatoes. So yeah, no potatoes. Um, you know, no carrots, nothing like that. Um, I couldn't have, uh, no fruit. That was another one. Cut out a lot of that sugar, even well, though. Where'd you get most of your carbs from? Uh, from, I mean, dude, it was minimally carbed diet. So really. you went, you went really low. Yeah. It was like no carb cycling whatsoever. Um, I just went through just meat and leafy vegetables and Kendall was not a fan. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I understand that for sure. I mean, uh, as we know, we are like <clears throat> kind of the mindset that people uh, get into before they start dieting. And a lot of people find themselves in is carbs is what tastes good, right? Absolutely. And yeah. in a lot of ways, yes, some of it has some really good good taste to it but the side effects of carbs on a regular basis is is tough to constitute in my my mind because it just it's it's so negative for your body in a lot of ways now you do need some and healthy ones are good for you um but yes sir no and i mean dude for me like i could go through and eat the same thing day in and day out i can too um for me like breakfast was usually it's gonna be your uh low fat greek yogurt just plain greek yogurt um i was allowed to have berries though so i threw in some raspberries blueberries and blackberries okay and then i'd sweeten that with with some just natural honey and then some chia seeds is what my yeah uh breakfast was for i mean shoot about three four months so i could day in and day out um obviously if i had some extra time i'd go ahead and go through and make some make some eggs um just to get the extra protein in um other than that man i mean a lot of chicken um it's just your stereotypical stuff a lot of broccoli um i mean that's pretty much it so and i mean for me you know because i can go through and eat the same thing day in day out that that made my lifestyle very easy because i knew what i was going to have for breakfast i knew what i was going to have for lunch and i mean obviously for dinner i'd go through and change it up a couple couple times a week yeah um, which is, which is good. You know, I mean, obviously I don't want to eat the same thing for 90 days straight, but if need be, I could. Um, but I mean, you know, a lot of that variety, um, you know, and for snacks I'd go through and I had, a, I'd have some, some mixed nuts from uh, ATB, mm-hmm. just no peanuts were allowed and, uh, do that higher fat content inside of peanuts. But I got you. Um, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, that's just what worked for me, allowed me to uh, lose fat and build muscle. Um, I was lifting pretty heavily, and uh, throughout throughout 75 hard, I was lifting heavily, and, you know, in the evenings, I was going through and doing a lot of uh, of, kind of tempo runs and and stuff like that. Um, But for phase one is when I introduced, you know, a lot more cardio-based stuff, and, and being on that diet then, too, really helped me uh, lean out quite a bit so that's no, cool that's awesome and uh i don't know i think the i think the cool thing about that diet which um now that you're on paleo we we can kind of see some similarities between the two um 
not having those carbs really, really helps me. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't have those afternoon crashes and they, it didn't matter how much I ate. Like I was literally never bloated. It was amazing. It was freaking amazing. Yes. That's, that's worth so much. And it does, it, it also, that's one of the things that it makes you feel better. And whenever you feel better, not being bloated and you don't have that kind of your gut hanging over your waistband kind of thing. You're like, damn, I gotta, I gotta move my belt one freaking leap and <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like I gotta unbutton my pants and just sit here for a little while. Yeah, no, you, you don't have to deal with that, and and yeah. it helps boost your confidence in some ways too, man. It, yes, sir. You feel like a whole new person, and and that's that's one thing I wanted to go into because we touched on the physical side, we touched on the diet, but the other huge factor and probably the most important thing surrounding programs like 75 Hard or just a personal development journey in general is the shift in mentality and just yes, sir. your whole mindset, right? In my opinion. So do you, do you have some of the mindset and mentality things you can walk us through as far as what changed for you and uh, the way you approached anything in your life? Man, really, um, you know, 75 hard attracted me due to the discipline that that was needed for it. Right. Um, because you gotta go through consistently, you gotta go through day in and day out. And if you're doing it right, you should be given 110% day in, day out. Um, if you're not doing that, you know, I don't think that you're going to get the full, the full, um, experience and you're not, you're not going to grab every lesson that you can from it. Um, you know, so that, that even means like if you went through and did your two workouts and you could reflect on one of those, you're like, you know, I didn't, I didn't put out my all in that one. That means you get your ass back out there and you go do it again. Absolutely. No, so. I had, I had days like that. And I, yeah. I, that's a great point. And on the other side with the, the kind of the dichotomy of that, I would say as well that if you, you're putting in a hundred percent, 10% in everything you do. So yes, sir. if it's an active recovery day, you need to make sure you are present and actually still working out and working hard for that active recovery but you're staying engaged and making sure hey i gotta take this time so that my body can recover properly and i can do things appropriately yes sir because 75 yeah. hard and all these things are scalable in order to make it sustainable for you yes but, sir yeah. yeah no i mean i completely agree man and i mean you know towards the end of it with how much running and lifting and everything that you're doing like i have days where my hips were just super super tight yeah, yeah for and sure. uh you know so for those days you know i'd go through and i'd go hit like a 30 minute run and then i'd make sure that i was actively stretching out my hips and and uh and uh, you know my calves and everything else and you know hip flexors were always kind of issue for me too and just going through but like like you said you have to 100 percent be completely focused in that environment like I'm not going to be out there stretching, browsing through Facebook and counting those 15 minutes, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're intentional with everything you're doing. Yeah, exactly, intentional. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, 75 hard for me, you know, and seeing the awesome transformation that I had on your life. And, uh, and, you know, for me, I just like, I always thought that I was a very disciplined individual if I had to be, right? But the issue is that, people tend to not force themselves into those situations, right? So it's always like, oh, yeah, I'm a fighter, but you're not going to know how you're going to fight unless you put yourself in that situation. So you always have some type of idea or plan that you think. And for me, like, I wanted 
75 hard to prove to myself that I could be as disciplined and committed as I thought I could be. So, so that's that's a great point. And that's, I mean, let's be dead honest here. That's why I dive into ultra running and some of these really hard and competitive things because, yeah, why I might be crazy out here running all these marathons and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I do appreciate all y'all's support because, guys, uh, Lane, his fiance, and then, of course, my Lane, my wife, uh, Lane, have – all been extremely supportive um they've helped us out especially on these longer runs uh giving us a place to stay they've happened to be close to houston all these races have so giving us a place to stay and then helped crew um even offered to pace for this upcoming race in the hundred so i'm super excited about that but it it's what i was getting at with the point of bringing up ultra running was not just to talk about one of my favorite hobbies uh, but it was to uh to talk about it's finding my endpoint, right? It's finding to yes, where sir. I break. It, it's pushing yep. myself to a whole new level of of mental toughness, and that's that's my goal. I finally found something that does test me and my mental capacity and what I'm fortified to actually handle and test my metal whenever I actually prepare for something. Well, and I think also the the great thing about ultra running, which is something that I find attractive with ultra running, I, I'm not a ultra runner myself but I aspire to be one one day. Um, but through a lot of people talking about it and seeing all the experiences that puts you through too, is that like they, I mean a hundred, a hundred mile race or a 60 mile race or a hundred K or 50 K or whatever it is. Like those experiences teach you how you are in tough situations. Um, you are subjectively putting yourself in those, in those scenarios and I mean, you're, you're actually going out and striving to figure out who you are and what that breaking point is. And a lot of people, they have, they have a unrealistic idea of who they are just as we did, you know, back in the day. And here we are striving to figure out who we are and where our breaking points are. And I mean, if I had to guess, you know, a hundred mile race is kind of be like, is going to kind of be like a journey of life for you. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs and at the end of it, I mean, you got to give it your all and you're going to find out who you are, man. So, man, And that's that's what it's all about to me, and I, yes, I completely sir. agree with you. I think that's that's exactly what it is, and that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I've got some aspirations to do some do some crazy things in this life, and I want to see if see if I'm if I'm up for it, man. See if I can if I can achieve these things, if I can push myself to do all these these wild and crazy things, and I'm I know you're doing a lot of the same, man. Um, we've we've taken on some things as well. Nothing crazy extreme as a as an ultra marathon, but um, <laughs> things that we wouldn't have been able to do before we started this journey. Like uh, I know, for instance, we had a tough mutter not too long ago that we went and did in College Station. We did, man. Um, that was a good time. That was a good time. We we went and ran over there. We did the five k. We we probably could have knocked out the ten k. Uh, I think we'll probably get one done here pretty soon anyway. Absolutely. Yep. But, man, I think there were some great experiences that came off of that too because there were some there were some really challenging things uh, and some some different situations we found ourselves in. Well, and what I loved about that Tough Mudder is that that's ran as a team. And in those team environments, I love the leadership at, uh, opportunities that it presents and provides to those that want to be in that situation, I guess. Absolutely. Um, you know, whether it's – going through and, and helping somebody over the obstacles or, or helping each other, you know, get over a wall or going up that rope climb or, or whatever it was, man. I mean, just going out there and either physically helping or going through and mentally like 
dude, just keep after it, keep going. We're gonna get to that next obstacle, and we're gonna continue knocking it out. You know, I mean, it's good, good time, man. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely, and like you said, leadership, man. I I saw you at the front, um, helping check and make sure that guys were still good, that were that were off pace or that were struggling a little bit, making sure everyone took their time to get over the obstacles, and uh, and everybody was staying together as a team. And I know there were some, there's some great things that come out of that. Like you said, putting yourself in situations to be a leader and have the opportunity to experience leadership situations i think that's a huge part of a personal development journey as well yeah yeah for sure and i mean shoot me and you both throughout different areas of that race we dropped back and we're making sure the person running and last in our team was sticking with everybody else and you know just trying to help push them and, and make sure that you know they're they're doing all right and you know just progressing so that's a no. That's a huge part of it. Just leading from the back, man. Exactly, and sometimes that's what you got to do. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you find yourself in in different situations, and it's not always it's not always a cookie cutter guy up in front barking the orders that that makes no. a difference in the leadership. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to get out there and you got to grind and you got to be with those guys and and you got to show them. If nothing else, be if you're not there to encourage them, because sometimes encouragement doesn't work. Sometimes the words don't mean anything. But the presence is the, what matters. Yeah, exactly. Or the the example, right? Absolutely. And I mean, shoot, you know, whenever you got a teammate that's running out ahead of you, that for me and I'm sure for others too, it kind of it kind of motivates you. Like, hey, like they're busting ass, so I need to make sure I'm doing the same, you know, because it's as a team, as a team uh, event, and as a team goal that we had to go through and knock it out as fast as we could. And I mean, dude, we had a good time with it. No, so. it, was, it was a real good time. And man, that it kind of. It kind of leads into a, into a different conversation I wanted to have, too. Something that's both uh, interesting to both you and I, as we've talked about it several times before. But to be very successful in those obstacle course style races um, and then coming off of your 75 hard with, with leaning out a little bit but still maintaining strength but working on endurance and your interest in becoming a, an ultra runner. I don't imagine you want to be this this scrawny little ultra <laughs> runner that, that goes out and just runs these uh, – the 17 hour 100 mile races or whatnot but you're probably leaning more towards what most people call a hybrid exactly athlete. exactly um, and man i think that's pretty pretty much a newer term that was coined not too long ago uh being a hybrid athlete we see it with cam haynes goggins a lot of guys nick like Bear, that dude nick bear is a monster coming after you man yeah yeah <laughs> nick, nick bear is crazy man he's he's a perfect example of a hybrid athlete uh somebody who's still very capable and strong uh but is able to run these these endurance races and yes, do sir. do yep. kind of a variety of things that makes you in some ways the ultimate apex predator yeah, man. I mean, I think that there's a bunch of attractive um, aspects of it to myself, at least, of being a hybrid, right? Because for me, you know, once I started lifting, whenever I was a little bit younger, um, I always thoroughly enjoyed that aspect of it. But you know, as we were kind of talking about last night, going through and running, that's is it can be very meditative, and it's a very easy way to go through and push yourself and figure out who you are. Because it's one thing to um you know it's it's one thing to like bench to failure right but that doesn't have the same impact as going out and running you know a marathon for your first time or a 50k or 100 miles like that's that's nowhere near the same impact like one in one sense is kind of like stress relief i guess you could say which would be that that bench right sure um 
but going through and, and running a hundred miles is completely, it, they're, they're not even comparable in my opinion. So I don't know. I, I like both aspects of both lifting and running and, uh, you know, a lot of people, I mean, i talked to quite a few members at my gym and I've talked to some of them about my goals and whenever I, whenever they hear bodybuilding or, or, or power lifting or lifting in general, and running ultras, they always just kind of get a, a surprised, shocked look on their face. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm a smaller guy. Um, I'm not as strong as I could be because I focus more on the cardio. So where are you side. sitting at right now? Uh, sitting weight wise, I actually weigh about one seventy. About one seventy uh, right now. Being right you. at six foot tall, so that's. Kind dang, of smaller. Dang it, boy. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Withering I mean, away, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, you're, you're freaking cut. I tell you what, man. man whenever I appreciate we're it. Working out of the gym, seeing striations whenever you're over there, working on them dumbbells is like, dude's getting in the gym. Man, so. we're, we're trying to. It's all the roids, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't, I don't take steroids. Thank you very much. I don't even look like it. Um, but, no, it's, it's cool to see. And I, I'm trying to strive for that same kind of hybrid athlete because I think it'll – it makes you so much more just well-rounded in my opinion. Yeah. You're versatile in not only in athleticism and competition that we have, but everyday competition, like the game of life. It, it makes you more capable. If somebody says, Hey, do you want to go out and take a long hike and go camping this weekend? You can just pick them and go. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a good way to put it is just you're more prepared just in general overall in a bunch of different aspects. I agree. No, and, and we've so. talked about several things. We talked about hunting trips. We've talked about river trips, different yes, things, and yes, and those are yep. beach trips, going down pins, you know, a few miles. I mean, I don't know. It, it just comes down to to being prepared, and and I think you know, for me personally, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong wrong with runners, um, you know, just leaning out as much as they can so that they can be as fast as they can, you know. Sure. Um, but that's just not what I have in mind for myself, I it, guess. It all has to do with your goals. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I mean, that's what it comes back to is just like, you got to find out who you are and, and who you want to be and, and just strive to reach, reach that potential that you have. So. No, I, I completely agree with you, man. Um, and dude, I, I know we've had a, a pretty good long conversation here. Um, we've been sitting, bouncing some stuff back and forth. We've covered several different things. As far as your personal development journey, um, we talked about wanting to run some long endurance races. Uh, we talked about getting married here next year. Yes, sir. But, man, what one question I always ask people whenever I sit down and talk to them, uh, especially since I started this, this podcast and this movement, what is next in line for Lane Divin? What what's on the table for you man what's your big goal your big i know i know you've talked about a few things but man <laughs> what's next in line for me i mean i think with that we both have quite a few goals set ahead of us you know i could i could run in any direction you know professionally um i just got promoted within uh, the company that i work for congratulations and yes sir i appreciate that um i have i have some high aspirations within that company um you know there's some big goals i want to try and reach there and there's a big impact that i want to make on uh, on the people that that i'm working with over there um i also want to get some of my own businesses going i want to get some uh some different investments going and and you know for me physically um just kind of like you said you know i'm kind of trying to 
uh, become kind of a hybrid athlete, right? I want to continue lifting. Um, I think that I got to kind of adjust my schedule just a little bit. Um, I've been focusing a little bit more on bodybuilding type lifts. I think I'm going to transition into more powerlifting type lifts because that will allow me to still maintain muscle. Um, but it's, it's a little bit more, um, I, I guess you could say, uh, I wouldn't say useful cause I mean, muscle is muscle, right? You're, you're able to use it either way. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm going to kind of transition into that powerlifting standpoint so that I can maintain strength for my size is, is what I'm trying to say, I guess, um, while still leaning out a little bit more and uh, and start start getting into those deeper uh, runs. So Sure, man. Um, so I don't know, man. I've been looking at some of uh, trail racing over Texas's race. They got that night, that night race coming up. Uh, Falls uh, or something. Yeah, that that possum. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. Possum's Revenge or something. Possum's like that. Revenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's over there. I think right outside of Sealy. Um, and so that should be that should be a good time. Uh, I mean that's just something that I'm looking at, and uh, you know, just trying to continue progressing and moving forward. So. Man, I think that's a I think that's a perfect answer. Um, are you do you thinking you thinking fifty k? You thinking Dude, I don't know, man. Males go straight for the hundred. Man, come on, come <laughs> on! I'll, I'll help you. I'm not, I'm not this accomplished person, but man, I've done some research, so I'm down. Um, no, that, man. I mean, we'll we'll see what the we'll see what the good Lord has in store for me. Absolutely, so. brother. And man, I know, I know we've covered a lot, and we could sit here and talk for for hours and hours. I'm sure uh, with these microphones in front of us, but probably the last question that I've got for you as we sit here tonight, brother, is. What is something that you wish you would have known before you started this entire journey with personal development? Something that I wish I would have known, man. Something you wish somebody would have told you or something that that was you expected one outcome and it came out different. Dude, I mean, just freaking start. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just, Just freaking start. Just get after it, man. I mean quit with the bs excuses and just just set a goal at least set a freaking direction and just start pushing towards it man i mean in in today's in today's age i mean we have access to so much information out there in in whatever it is that you're trying to progress in right and sometimes it can kind of get overwhelming but just freaking start like you'll, you'll figure out the details as you get along and and, uh, you know, that's something that I wish I would have just realized more than anything else is that like, once you get going, once you get that momentum moving, um, you know, I, I think that's the difficult part is just getting that momentum going. It's, it's a lot, it's a heck of a lot easier just maintaining that or, or continuing, uh, to improve that momentum. Um, yeah, dude, just freaking start. Absolutely. Man, I, I could not agree more. Like I, the times I wasted planning out, making sure I had everything perfect in line before I dove into a process like that. I And I, I said this before, but I'll say it again. Process improvement is only process improvement while it's improving the process, right? At some point, you got to dive in and you got to become part of the plan that you're setting for yourself. Because I think so many of us fall victim to planning and over planning and over planning again and never like you said just starting yeah no i mean you're just always like oh well man 
It is uh, it's Thursday. I'll just I'll just start Sunday or I'll start Monday or I'll start. No, dude, like just set a set a direction and start tomorrow. Start st- better yet, start right now. Why not? Just go. Just, just freaking go with it, man. Just run with it. Keep just keep getting after it, and uh, I promise, you know, there's gonna be days where where you don't want to do it, and I'll tell you right now, I mean, those are the days that you have to push the hardest because Absolutely. those are also the days that you'll get the most out of it. Yeah. No, looking back so. at the end of the day, you reflect and it's boom. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's the day that mattered. Um, you know, just collectively, um, you know, just, just what it is, man. Just keep going and, and you'll get there. So. Absolutely. Man, well, I greatly appreciate you stopping in, joining us, letting me crash here and hang up the flag on the wall. Yes, sir. Always. Um, for the <laughs> Next in Line podcast here. And I wish you good luck with your future endeavor, sir. Guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Next in Line podcast. That was an awesome conversation we just had with the one and only Lane Divin here in Richmond, Texas. I hope y'all got as much value out of that as I did from the conversation that we were able to have. Guys, make sure you're checking us out on social media. That's at Next in Line on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing the show with like-minded individuals, and helping us grow this movement and move it in a positive direction. Also, if you've got people that you think might be a good fit for the Next in Line podcast, shoot us a DM or an email and let us know who we should have on the podcast next. Guys, thanks for tuning in, and always be prepared for whatever is next in line.